Welcome to the Analytics of Dynasty, a special event here. If you're listening on the podcast feed, it's got an accompanying video. Uh, I'm your host, Jordan McNamara, and uh, this is a really exciting day for the Analytics of Dynasty. So um, with me is Carlo, who's been working on some projects with me, and uh, we're going we're gonna to walk through it. But we've created a, a masterpiece or a monstrosity um, or uh, something to totally fuel your Dynasty addiction. Um, and it is the... The AOD player comparison engine. So the AOD player comparison engine is going to allow you to do a ton of incredible things. It is going to allow you to compare players and come up with your own comps on players uh, and, and search for them in a bunch of different ways. And the, I think the best way to think about this is, if nothing else, and you can go a long ways on this, if nothing else, this will give you an idea of what a, fu- a player's future ADP is going to be. And I think that alone is an immensely valuable thing. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through the value. And so we're going to walk you through, um, you know, a couple of examples. Uh, but um, if you are listening to this in podcast form, in the show notes to this podcast will be the the link to this video. And I'll also include the link to the, uh, the, the website as well where it exists. So, Carlos, thank you for joining us. This has been... Um, uh, a fun, a fun building experience. We've learned much about um, some of this data already, so um, I'm excited for people to actually get in and, and look at this because you know there's just so many players and so many things you can do with it. I think it's going to be really fascinating about some of the stuff that we can do. Yeah, I mean, I've already spent like hours on this thing, <laughs> like almost to the point of insanity. Um, yeah, I, I mean, really, it just it comes from the fact that I see a lot of people in the industry or in the community doing a lot of these player comps type of type of analysis. And um, I want to give, we, we keep, we're really giving everyone the ability to do their own version of that. You know, you pick the statistics that you care about. We can find similar players and let's see what, what they did, what those profiles did. So that's, it's really exciting. Yeah, for sure. And I, I just love the ability to, you know, one of the things about the analytics of dynasty and what I've always sort of hoped for and wanted is to allow people the tools to do it on their own. And if that's not being dependent on some provider of, of draft position, that's great. Um, if it's not searching on Twitter for trade stuff, that's great. You know, we want, you should be able to do it on your own. Um, you know, if it's not, if it's not working on, you know, Hey, you know, how should I rank these players? I need to go look at these players. Like, no, we give you the tools to do that. Right. And that's always sort of been the premise of the analytics dynasty. This is going to allow you to do it more. And, uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this and it's, it's, I think it's really going to be great, uh, because it's going to allow you to do so many different things and give you a lot of freedom. So I'm going to pull up the screen here and, and, uh, we're going to do a little screen share, show you what, what we're talking about. So we're going to, this is a big unveil here. So this is the analytics of dynasty player comparison engine. And it's really good because what what it allows you to do is go through here and uh, you'll see up here on the top of the screen is uh, where it it has your players and you can go through and you can search all sorts of different players. um, And it's got all the historical players as well. Um, We're going to use Jalen Rager as an example in this, um, but you can go through and search and the best part about it is you can go through and just search. It'll give you a drop down. If you click in it, it'll give you a drop down menu. Or you can go in and look. Like I said, we're going to use Jalen Rager. You just type Jalen Rager's name in, click Jalen Rager, and it'll pop up some comparison. So that's how you search the player. Um, and then the comparison stats are, this is basically the stats that you want to to look at, like how this player compares to um, other players, right? And so if we wanted to look at... Jalen Rager, what we're really looking at is we want to know, um, you know, guys that are, um, are are his ADP this year and his current ADP is 55. We want to know guys like that who last year averaged 7.2 points per game. You know, what do those players look like? That's mm-hmm. ultimately a question that, that we are asking is what do those players look like? Okay. And then those, so those are the comparison stats. And then the stats we're analyzing for, right? What do they look like? Well, what do we want to know, right? This is the, what do we want to know about these players? So for us, we picked, uh, for this example, we picked, and this is the default, this is positional ADP for year two. And I'll explain that in a second. And it's yards per game and it's Y one yards per game or year one yards per game. So what this means is, is very simple. 
right now as we exist, we're in year one. Uh, and so that'll be, if at any point you see year one, that means right now. Um, year two means next year or year three means two years out. Um, and so those sorts of things. If there's a situation where it's Y minus one, that means last year. Um, and so that's really, that's that's what we're doing. So prior season point per game uh, and, and the positional ADP for this year is what we're looking at. So we want to know what do those guys look for? What do they look like in future years for two, for two different things we're looking for? We're looking for positional ADP next year. And we want to know what the points per game are this year. Um, and so this goes through and you put in Jalen Rager um, and, and you put in those stats. And then we have a couple filters here. So Carl, you want to explain the minimum game filter and what that means? Yeah. So um, especially when you're looking at something like we're trying to project here, we're trying to see what direction is, is Jalen Rager's ADP going to go in, right? Now we're, we're finding the 10 closest comps and we're going to take the average of next year's ADP for these players. Um, what I found was if, if so, if it just happened to be that the closest players were players that got injured next year, or, you know, they didn't play the full season that correlates to a big drop in ADP. Now, the question is, is that injury actually causal? Like, <laughs> I don't think that just because they had the, that prior points per game or that particular ADP that that's what caused them to get injured. So really we're trying to project based on this, if they play a full season or close to a full season, what's their ADP going to be like? So you can set the minimum games for your comparison players. So this is in this situation, we want players that play at least 13 games in the year following the comparison year itself, if that makes sense. So in this situation, we're assuming that Jalen Rager will play 13 or more games this season. We don't want to include people that, uh, you know, they drop due to a, a, a catastrophic injury. Another thing I want to note, uh, you'll see those little radio buttons there. This kind of important too. Um, we know in Dynasty that age and or experience in the league are highly correlated to not just production, but also the value of the player. So um, we have three options for you you can choose all your comps to be the same age or your comps to have the same experience, which is what we went for here because we're really looking for players that are going into their second year. Or you can lock both together. So we want players that are the same age, same experience. I wouldn't recommend that because you're gonna have a much smaller sample size of players that were the exact same age at the exact same experience level. Right. Right. And I think when you sort of look through it too, you can sort of do an eye test like, hey, maybe they're a year older. So maybe you want to adjust for that or, you know, all the comps are, you know, maybe they're this player came in really young like Rager did. And you can see some of the comps for him, like there's some 22 and 23 year olds, but a couple of them are 24 and then there's a couple of them are 25 too. So you can sort of eyeball that as well. Definitely um, situational. I think experience is a lot is a lot better in terms of grouping them together when they're on their rookie contract, for example. So, because mm -hmm. we're going to have things play into it there, especially when you're looking at running backs, you've got third year running backs or people going to their fourth year. Most of the time it's a contract year that's going to affect things. Now, when you get into wide receivers that are on their second contract, usually age is going to be a better statistic to group by because we want to look at the Devonte Adams, the 28 year, year old range. Does that mm -hmm. mean that they're going to decline in value uh, and whatnot? So really it, you've got to use your own domain knowledge to pick the right, the right grouping. Yeah. So what you'll see here is, um, so underneath that, so this will give you the results. So this will tell you Jalen Rager, this is 2021 we're looking at. Uh, he plays wide receiver. This is his second year in the league, and he will be 22 years old. And uh, his positional ADP currently from the Analytics of Dynasty real draft position tracker is 55. And last year he had 7.2 points per game. Right. So that's how you read that across. And now he doesn't yet have a positional ADP for year two, which would be next year. And we don't know what his points per game are for this year. That's what this is going to tell you. Okay. So then it'll pull up your comps, right? So this is the group of players. This is the 10 players that closest compare to the inputs that we put for Rager. So it closest compares to it's, they're all wide receivers. Uh, and then you're looking for year two around the ADP and around the points per game. And what you're doing is you're looking to see how do they do this year and what do they look like value-wise next year?
those are the two things we're solving for. So this will show you all of the stuff for, for Rager. So this Leonard Hankerson, Julian Edelman in 2010, Mohamed Masakoy in 2010 as well, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Devon Bess, Stills, Anthony Miller, Alshon Jeffrey, Devin Funches, Michael Gallup, and then it shows across all their stats. Down at the bottom here, and we'll, we'll tinker with this a little bit, and I'll have Carlos walk, Carlo walk through this again. Um, this will tell you the comp summary. So this is going to tell you, um, and this would be what his his uh, positional ADP. His guys that look, ADP is fifty five, and right. of the ten comps that we found, uh, the average was fifty two. The positional ADP, and his then the average of the ten comps for last season's points per game was seven point two five, and Rager's was seven point two. Now the reason that we include this is if you include a certain combination of stats or if you include if you the player you're looking at is just an exceptional outlier you'll find that you you can't get 10 like a, a decent sample size of 10 comparisons so I, the example i gave was george kittle like his yards per route run is outrageous yards per game at uh, points per game outrageous um, so if you start putting things like his age so i want to lock his age in i want to lock his draft capital i want to lock his experience in then I want to see people that had similar points per game and similar yards per route run. Those people don't exist, right? So we're gonna right, find, right. we're gonna find the ten closest people, but you'll see the group's average is gonna be a lot lower for points per game, and the group's average is gonna be a lot lower for yards per game. I'm gonna add something in here where you, we can lower the amount of comparisons we're looking for when you find outliers. So, you know, if we can only find five good comparisons, we only find five good ones. But right. um, it's just to give you a sense of are you really finding the right group of comparisons for the statistics you chose? Because if you choose a lot of uncorrelated statistics, it's very difficult to find uh, close comparisons. Right, right. Um, so this will tell you basically, you know, you kind of how close of a match they are ultimately, right? I mean, is the comps the comp summary? And this is really close, right? You're looking at, um, you know, their positional ADP was fifty two point one. And Rager's is 55. So that actually tells you historically he's probably pretty appropriately priced. Um, and the prior season's point per game, uh, the average is 2.5 for the priors. His was, excuse me, it was 7.25 for the priors, uh, the prior 10 comps, and his was 7.2. So it's almost right on the number. So that tells you it's a pretty good set of comps. And honestly, it should be given the fact that this is a pretty broad search. We're looking yeah. really close to him. Yeah, it's pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. And so then, uh, th then it'll show you what the comp averages are. And so this is basically what your results are. Remember when we talked in the, at the beginning, we talked about uh, we're looking for what his ADP is going to be next year and what his points per game are going to be this year. We want to know sort of how he's going to finish this year and what that's going to look like, good or bad, in terms of where he's ranking at the position next year. So our comps on average, 68.7 in terms of ADP next year. So you're looking at a 16, 17 spot drop, 16 and a half spot drop or so. And then um, you, points per game, he actually goes up. So he actually averages 1.6 more points per game, uh, but it doesn't really help him. That's a falling knife value, value situation. Right. So, so an, an important thing to note there is going to be, and now we're really going to take this thing for a drive, right? So uh, let, the first thing I'll say is, the average positional ADP for next year is almost always going to be lower. And the reason why is that one, players fall in value more than they rise in value because rookies come in. That's just a fact. It's, it, you're less than, it's not a 50-50 proposition. It's more right. than a 50% chance that they drop in value. And when players drop, the drop is a lot more dramatic than the rise. So that's going to skew these numbers. So another cool statistic we put in here is um, is basically just a, did their value go up or down? So we can scroll to the top now and we can add that in to the statistics you want to analyze. So if you click on uh, analyze stats, yep, we can go um, improve, type in improve. Okay. And see so if you look in the, if you're looking here on the screen, 
I mean, again, if you're listening to this in podcast, check out the video because that's going to help you. It's going to explain to you sort of what you're doing. But we're going through all of the the stats here that we have available, and we'll walk through those because I think there's some pretty st- fun stuff and stuff that I use in my analysis. So go ahead. I'm using improved value. Year one. Yeah. So year one. In this, this year, will their value improve? So let's click Correct. on that. Let's add that. And we scroll back down, mm-hmm. and we can see the average there is 0.35. That means 35% of them increased in value, which means 75% decreased in value. You might say, well, there's only 10 players. How could there be a 5%? That's because one of the players stayed uh, relatively constant. Right, so, yeah, right on the number. Um, Devon Bus, we thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, this is what's fun about this, right? Is we can take narratives or we can take theories and we can test them, right? You would think that, I mean, Rager is a first-round draft capital player, and he's he's fallen all the way to 55 at his own position, not overall, at his position. And you would think that, that that's got to be like a, a winning value proposition. You know, I'm going to buy low. Well, 35% of the time, they keep falling from where they are now. So I think I think a better, a better way of, of looking at this too is if we – we can reenact the full narrative. And this is what I did earlier and it's super fun. So let's go back to the top. Mm-hmm. So let's first decide all the things that we want to know. So we've, we know we, we want to know where he's going to be next year. We want to know whether he'll improve in value. We want to know his points per game, but let's also see how many hits will he have in the next three years. So now we're adding uh, year one to three hit. And what that okay. means, is it's going to average the hits for the next three years and a hit being a top 24 finish. It's going to average those for the 10 comparison players. So let's add that. Um, Let's also add um, year one to three wins over replacement, which is going to add together all the wins over replacement for the next three years and average them for the 10 comparison players. Um, What else would we possibly want to know? Let's do top half hits too. So we're, okay. we're going to add top half hits as well. So we want to know not just did they hit a top 24, but did they hit a top 12? And uh, what you'll find, especially when you're analyzing some players on here, is it's really helpful to add both of those in because you'll find that somebody has a really high chance of hitting, but not a high chance of hitting a top 12. What that means is they're probably going to be a perennial wide receiver two or running back two, and you need to adjust accordingly to that range of outcomes. Other people will hit less often, but every time they hit, it's going to be a top 12. Usually they're going to be like your round three running backs, pass receiving running backs that are either, they're either going to have it or they're not going to have it. Super explosive guys that if they earn the trust and they get used as a workhorse, they're going to be top 12 perennially. Um, so the I think that the main, like, there's a lot of analysis that's been done on what's called rookie faceplant statistics. So I think it would be really fun if we add to the comparison stats, add prior ADP. So right now we're, we're going to add prior ADP because we want to have players that were similar to where Rager was going last year. Right. Now let's get rid so, of prior. Carlo, can we just stop here for a second? I just, sure. I, it's worth noting. Um, I think at this point, so we're, we are solving for a lot of things. Okay. We want to know a lot of things and you can do a lot of things with solving this. Um, in terms of the comparisons, Carlo, would, how many, can you talk about how many comparison tools you want to use? Like how many comparison okay, factors so or inputs, comparison how, stats you want to use? You'll see this as we go through now. So like, it, it really depends how correlated they are. Um, and also like what stage of their career they're in. So like after a year of experience, you're going to have a lot more comps, whereas people diverge, right? Especially if you're using draft capital in there. Like think about Aaron Jones versus a typical round five running back. Like mm-hmm. as people diverge, you, you've got to use your own domain knowledge to, to use common sense, basically. Maybe we don't want to use draft capital on a Stefan Diggs. When he's at that stage of his career, maybe we want to use how many hits have you had prior and then group him together with other players that have hit that much because I'm not sure how much draft capital is really going to matter once you get to that stage of your career. It's going to be like him and Tyree Kill. Exactly. Like that's going to be your exactly. – <laughs> well, And you're going to go down and you're going to look at those comparisons and you're going to see that the people in your group, in the 10-player group, they don't really match. They're missing right. something. 
Right. But um, just for argument's sake, this is super fun. Let's get rid of prior season points per game. We're just going to go purely off market data here. Okay. So let's scroll down and see what the results are. All right. So here we have 10. I balls. see Laquan Treadwell. Right. <laughs> you, you already know it's not going to be it's not going to be good, but we're going to add other pieces of the narrative in as we go. So okay. Our our average this year's positional ADP again is still 52.1. Okay. But last year the average of this group was 36.3. So they're all they were all players that we were excited about as rookies and they've taken a sizable drop from their rookie ADP based on a disappointing first season. Now, if we just look at that, we can see next year's projected ADP is 82. Next year, this year's points per game is 6.45, which is not great. Only two out of the 10 improved their value. Um, and there's an average of 0 0.2 top 24s <laughs> in the next three years. In the next is that, is that good? <laughs> it's, it's horrendous, obviously. But we're painting a bad narrative. Also, the 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 year one to three warp is is basically Negative. flat. It's zero. Right. You're not adding any value with this player. Right. So effectively a roster clogger. But Jordan, wasn't Rager a first round wide receiver? So we was. In, we're just lumping him with any other wide receivers. Let's 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 add draft capital. So type in round. It's notable. I would just say it is notable from just looking at this list. I know that there are a significant chunk of first round wide receivers just on that list. So that gives you an idea. Like when we talk about player profiles, they all, um, you know, kind of batch together. Like there's a lot of patterns in this. So that's really valuable. But when you look there, I don't, I didn't check, but I think it's north of 50%. That's actually first round wide receiver. And part of that is because of think about what their rookie ADP was. Why was right. their rookie ADP so high? It's because right. they were first round wide receivers. But now it's funny because when you say that, like it's like we talk about base rates and, and production stuff, but this is almost base rates and value, right? Like it's just, we sort of see exactly. the same patterns repeat themselves. And, and you, we are creating base rates. If you want to look at you know, if you want to look at year one to three hits, that's basically your base rate right there. How many hits right. are you going to get? This is funny because it's how analytics of Dynasty really started with draft capital. And we're like, what if we add more layers onto it? Well, now we're giving people the ability to do it themselves. So it's really cool. Now we can feel instead of me sitting in my basement all night running stats, we could have everyone else do it too. They're working for you now. As long as they come to you and they find something interesting, then you've just recruited a whole bunch of people basically. Absolutely. So we love to see it. Let's see what the averages are now. See if okay. improved. Because now we, we actually inserted a couple of good people. Yeah, we only have round one wide receivers now. So the, um, the still only two out of the 10 improved. Mm -hmm. uh, the average is still 80. The ADP is still wide receiver 80 next year. Points per game is still negligible. Warp is still zero. Hits are still basically zero. So that's, uh, that's kind of disappointing. But there's more, right? Rega didn't play a full season. So maybe people are being harsh on him because he didn't play all the games. So why don't we do last year's games played, add that into the comparison stats. That way we can get players that didn't play a full season. So this is, so again, we're going up to comparison stats, prior season, prior season games. So that's going to tell you the, the games from the prior season, which is last year. And it's going to find, try to find people that are similar. So if we go down and just look at these 10 players, Look at the prior season games. What do we have there? Like a bunch of 11s, some 9s, some 13s. And when yep. you look at the average, average games played of the people in that group, 10.9. How many games did Vegas play? 11 games. Okay, so maybe these guys were unfairly punished their ADP because they didn't play a full season. Now, the numbers do get better. Next year's points per game average rose about two points, mm -hmm. but it's still... A similar outlook. The warp is almost zero, right? So you might you might get a slight value gain from some of these guys, but most of the time, it's not an excuse. Like the the full season played, it's it's just not. Like, and if you look at any of these players, 
Who's the best player on that list, Jordan? Actually, can I say what's what's interesting about this is we've sort of walked through this narrative. It has become very bimodal. They've either been really bad or they've been really good. So you've got Allen Robinson on the list. You got Brandon Cooks on the list with two point almost two point six. Or Corey Davis is actually makes this list, which makes some sense. Alshon Jeffrey, um, you know. So you do have some guys that have hit once you sort of add that additional filter in. Again, talking about the narrative. Um, but it's but it definitely is interesting as you sort of filter this stuff a little bit more. Um, and one comp that came up for me pre-draft was uh, was actually Brandon Comps for Rager. So it's actually notable to see them see them similar. It's funny that you have taken the games now down to, um, so that they match. And it's actually again you talk about creating narratives for yourself. You just you've just created that. Yeah, it's awesome, right? You like you can you can add those narratives in see my problem is uh, with like a lot of analysis is it's oh well he had this happen right well then why don't we look at players that also had that happen it's hard to do it just like that because we don't have it at the click of our fingers but now we basically do so um yeah it's 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 really cool you can add other things in there like yards per route run basically any way you cut or slice it it it's not it's 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 not a high probability that he's ever worth more than he is now. But as you say, if he hits, it's it, he's really going to hit. So you can yeah. see the volatility as well when you look at these comparisons, which is yeah. another interesting thing. Are you going to totally. do? You, are you confident in what you're going to get? Like, we should definitely incorporate some volatility statistics in here too going forwards. This is just yeah. a beta, you know. We've still got a lot of things that we want to do with it, but. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's funny. Cause it's at this time of like, we could make this the perfect thing ultimately, but then it comes out, you know, next May where <laughs> like there's some of the stuff that we have. And we were just talking about this earlier. Like I think the, the value of some of the quarterback stuff could be just pretty epic. So, um, and probably different than, than anything out there for f- folks to use. So, um, yeah, so that's that's the comps there, and and again, now you sort of see like, hey, you know, if you're trying to build an error sin, like, hey, what's what's success look like? Which is, I think, a great way to look at it. Um, we'll we'll sort of walk through a little bit of that too, um, you know, and, and the best part about it too is like that you were talking about the Y one through three hits. You see what the warp is, um, and then you actually see you'll see the different ranges of outcomes. Like, hey, this person can sort of linger and get multiple uh, Y one through three hits, but they're going to get no top 12 hits, right? Right. Th- those things appear and it's, it's really interesting sort of how they, how they ultimately bear out. Yeah. It's super interesting. And you run through this for one player and you go, okay, that's cool. Well, who, who else is similar? Let's go Jerry Judy. And you can just flick it to Jerry Judy and look at all the same statistics and just see how the averages change. It's very, very interesting. So we put in Jerry Judy, and now we go down to the comp summary. So this will tell us our comps had a actually off of uh, uh, off of the same data had um, twenty three point three as their ADP. He's twenty seven, so he's actually young. He's actually uh, cheaper than his comps are. Um, and their prior season ADP. Uh, there, so last year they were going on average twenty nine point three. He was going twenty. So they've actually moved. So it's his, um, and this could be, and, and one of the things I think is really valuable about this information is I think ultimately, like this is going to kind of show that the wide receiver, the young player market in dynasty fantasy football marketplace right now is overcooked because we're going to see these things. Like this is my central operating premise on this, on this project is that you're going to see this market actually is overcooked that they're, that, the the same profiles were going too early now and now they're falling whereas in the past they were going some of the younger guys were going later and now you know and then with what with the same side of information they're actually improving so just on a side note there um and then you see again the draft average they were on average one point his comps 1.3 uh to his one who's obviously in the first round and then prior season games they averaged 15.5 and he had 16. I, I did just remember one thing that's that's really cool. If you go back to Rago, I remember mm-hmm. those numbers were like more optimistic than I remember. But I think mm-hmm. so now just looking at that ADP. So if we go back to Rago, I think what happens is when you add those extra statistics in, 
um, you start getting players, if we look at their average ADPs, the fall isn't, so I think the players that actually performed well, they didn't fall as much as, as Rager did. So what you can do is you can add at the, in the comparison stats, um, you can add, did their value improve prior season? And then that will kind of force, that'll force the face planners into the sample size. Mm -hmm. And I think the numbers get a lot worse. So yeah. we, we lost a lot of the good players that were in there because I remember I noticed that when I did the comparisons and that's why you've really got to look at the data and make sure that, you know, you look at the players that, that are propping up and the, the players that are letting down and you say, well, are these true comparisons? And then maybe you need to change the samples, the sample a little bit, but that's why we're giving people the, the ability to, to be their own, their own researcher. Can I say it's funny that we look at this and we're like, wow, these numbers are, are not great. But ultimately, like there there are some rebounds in here. Like Tavon Austin, you know, he wasn't really one. Golden Tate was a notable second contract. These are the, the two notable second contract day two yeah. guys in the past 10 years. Golden Tate, Robert Woods. So mm -hmm. those two second contract, second team. The, both of those guys are in here. It's interesting. And then you see Curtis Samuel. We'll see where he goes on the second team. But again, a late contract guy. Um, Corey Davis. We'll see what he does on a second contract with a second team. So there's actually four guys. Just looking at those four right there. Four guys <laughs> basically went somewhere else after their rookie contract and and notably signed for decent money. So it's actually an interesting comp set. And actually Aguilar as well. You know, Aguilar's in that as well. Then you've got the the total flameouts of of Treadwell, Austin, Darius Hayward Bay. Um yeah, Aurelius Ben. So I think it's actually it is an interesting comp set when you look at it. Yeah. And it's what I what I gain from this is like it I would consider Rega as a buy and a flip, right? The whole buy low thing. Mm -hmm. But and it's a it's really a recurring theme as I've looked at more players, I've analyzed more players trying to do a similar thing. They just don't bounce back in terms of value. Mm -hmm. If if even if production, but you know, just in terms of value, once the market has decided, they're very stubborn. Once they flip directions, they're very stubborn in that direction. So if you're buying a, for a value add and flip, I think you might be disappointed. Yeah, and it's funny because that that held true, right? Like Corey Davis's value hasn't gone up. Robert Woods is like he's still underpriced. Yeah, still he has never really been to the value of which he should have been. Golden Tate, similarly, right? Like that's he, really your best case scenario, right? Is it's, it's yeah. like perennial outperformer, right? Like that's right. that's like best case scenario with with all of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. How many would you? How many uh, comparison stats would you recommend? Or is that at some point get you get too many in there that kind of not necessarily clogs up the system, but warps your data in a way that might not be usable? I mean, I would argue that we already have two probably. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it it's it's fine because prior prior ADP, current ADP, and then like value drop from last season, they're all correlated. So you're forcing similar players together um but yeah it, you got to understand that it's a weighted system so we have three statistics there that are to do with value and we have one that's to do with draft capital and one that's to do with performance right and yeah so three out of your five they're all weighted equally so three out of your five are, are just strictly to do with value so that's the way to think about it. If everything's weighted equally, you're diluting the importance of the some statistics. And we can we can make the weighting variable down the road, but it's just very complicated to start with. Yeah. So I would yeah. suggest definitely just finding archetypes with a few simple statistics that you really care about. Right. Right. And then um, yeah, so I think that's I think that's shows you and then do you want to go back to Judy? Yeah, yeah. Um, another great thing that I want to mention is that this isn't just good for going forwards. We can go back and we could say, okay, I mean, a great example would be um, like Josh Jacobs. A lot of people feel like he's he's historically cheap, like people that are on him. 
So you can go back and you can say, all right, this was his AD. What was his ADP last year? What did he, what was his points per game last year? And then find the average of their current ADP. And you can say, we actually have Josh Jacobs current ADP and, and we can find out is, is he historically cheap for players with the same profile? So it's not just a forwards looking thing. We can even look now at what should be and what is and say, this is a, this is an outlier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, we can, there's a lot of these things that are going to pop up in terms of like, I've done some, just some, some brief work looking at some of the cops, you know, just kind of doing this in an Excel form um, or a, or a Google sheets form. I, I think the power of this is, is really going to be good. So, all right. So we're, we got Judy up here. And, um, and so again, we'll sort of walk through. So again, that, um, uh, you know, positional ADP, um, they were uh, the cops in this and we had added, um, we added something. I think we added improved value from the prior season, right? Yeah. So now that we've forced, um, so I don't know if you remember, but the we before the the numbers were a lot better. But now that we've forced only players that have declined in in ADP, here, we'll we'll take it out and we'll show it again here. Yeah. Right. So okay. So yeah. So this is the the group of players here. Um, and we took out, so the, again, the comparison stats we're using his positional ADP for this year, his positional ADP for last year, NFL draft round. And we want to know how many games he played last season, right? So that way any rises and falls are, are probably due to some form of production or, or performance on the field instead of, Hey, he was hurt. Um, and then again, we're solving for the same things, right? We're solving for the same things. Um, and so, yeah, so here we go. We got, so the average positional ADP for the guys uh, that are his cops, 23.3, Judy's 27. Um, so he's underpriced by a little bit. Prior positional ADP, so this would have been their ADP last year. Those guys were 29.3. They actually went up in value. Um, he was at 20 and went down in value. So that's an interesting, they went up six spots. He went down seven. So that's right. notable. When I see that, I say, there's something fundamentally different about his profile that isn't being captured, which is that the market declined on his outlook. So that's why I went back. So if you look at if the statistics, the, the players in this sample size average one hit in the next three years. Now that's mm -hmm. not great, but it's a lot better than the sample size for Rager. And this year, they averaged 13 points per game, which is astronomically better than, than Rager's was. And it's very usable for fantasy. But we're including a lot of players that actually, it, they, their value got better in terms of ADP. So the market, which is something that I think you and I are learning recently, the market is actually very predictive. As much, mm -hmm. as, as, much as we know that there are inefficiencies that exist, wisdom of the crowd is a real thing. So um and that's something else you'll find which is astronomical if you look at a player's profile against somebody else and then you add positional adp in it's it it really does move the points like you got someone that's undervalued and you're not adding positional adp in and then when you add it in the points actually do go down so the people that the market are discounting they do perform worse on average that doesn't mean that the market is always right but they there's something there yeah, there's signal there. And honestly, like the best part about using real draft position, which we're doing, is it captures all those market forces, right? There's a lot of ideas in there. There's football guys' ideas. There's analytics of dynasty ideas. There's DLF. There's UTH. There's dynasty. Nurse, there's, you know, ESPN, whoever, right? There's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, Joe Dynasty owner who's doing his own projections in his, in his um, garage, right? Like all of those ideas are captured in there. You know, and that's that's the beauty of market data. So, um, you know, again, pitching the idea that actual markets are important for, you know, data um, or market value data. Um, so yeah, and, so that's interesting. And, and so, you really see it here, right? So, like, right. as I said, we got 13 points per game, but let's force them to be people that lost value. Right. And, and let's see what happens because it's, right. it's mind-blowing. Okay. There you go. Okay, so um, okay, so the prior 
Oh, so, I think you. I think you put the wrong. You put year one. You got to put prior oh, season. I'm sorry. Prior. I'm sorry. So the prior season. So improved value from the prior season. Right there we go. Okay. So now it's forcing only players that that went in the wrong direction, basically. So we can see the the average ADPs change. It's forty seven all the way up from 36 last year. And now the points per game has gone from 13 to seven. Like that's, yeah. that's like outrageous. And we're going from one hit in the next three years to 0.2 hits in the next three years. 20% <laughs> chance at one hit is basically in the next three years is basically what we're saying. Yeah. It, it's just astronomical. So there's something there. There's B, be scared of the players that lose value is basically and this might change as well because i mean the market is becoming as people realize this this phenomenon maybe they adjust for it so yeah i i think this is actually one the market is adjusting to um so that's you know the the falling value thing and then it's going to end up probably being a self-fulfilling prophecy at some point right like it'll just be you know people overdo it it'll become a bubble essentially mm -hmm. um uh, so yeah so that's that's interesting now i know we talked earlier is there other players you want to talk about i, th I think we talked about jacobs too at some point yeah i mean uh, that that's an that's a that's a good one just to run through an example of like, let's look at this year. Mm -hmm. So type in Josh Jacobs. Okay. Right. So um, let's clear out all the analyzed stats. And let's just go, let's just use prior position ADP. Okay. As our comparison statistic. Just so we'll use that. Yeah, just you, uh, keep draft capital in there too. Okay. So we're looking at round one right wide, uh, round one running backs, and what what was his positional ADP last year? Seven. Let's get rid of prior season games. Let's get rid of improved value. Okay. We're just so going to look at. We're just going to look at people in the top twelve, in ADP, basically that were first round running backs. And then let's also put his last season's point per game in. So we want prior season point per game. Okay. Yeah. So and the then, three, so again, the three, and you'll see at the comparison stats, the three stats that we want to compare Josh Jacobs to other guys and find the, the 10 guys closest to him over the past, I guess, 12 years, since 2008. That's what we're looking for. So we're looking for prior Positional ADP, that's where he ranks in the position. Uh, we're looking for his NFL draft round. He's going to pop up first round guys, most likely. Uh, and then prior season points per game, it'll tell you sort of how he did last year in points per game. Okay. And then let's analyze current ADP. So we want to look at what is the average current ADP of players that match that profile. And that's just positional, that's just position ADP. Correct. So if we go down, we can see that the averages in the group, the average ADP from last year of the people in this group is 8.7. Josh Jacobs was seven. The average NFL draft round is 1.7. Josh Jacobs was one. So we got slightly higher draft capital in the group. And the average points per game was 15 and Josh Jacobs was 15.68. So we got some decent comps. So he's, so basically he's, but, but it's interesting. They're they're pretty close. But he's better at every single one of the cops. He's better than the average at where he was in value last year. He was he was more valuable than the cops were on average. He was at seven. They were at eight point seven. He's a one. Not all of them are ones in terms of draft round. And he actually outperformed the group. They averaged fifteen points per game last year. He averaged fifteen point six eight. So, I would say that I would say the differences are negligible except for the draft round, right? So there's. Okay few second round running backs in here and that's mainly just a component of there aren't that many first round running backs so we don't have a lot <laughs> right. To play with, right right so that's the reason why that's another reason why we put those statistics in there we want people to know hey we're above average in this group so right the average current positional adp is 13.4 for these players so on average they go at 13.4 and then where's josh jacobs going right now 21 21 so 
that's just telling you like this guy is historically cheap like but yeah the question is is the market adjusting for something real that's the question so now what we can do is instead of analyzing positional adp let's get rid of that so we're not going to look at we don't care about current adp in fact we're going to we're going to group by just NFL round and points per game. Prior season point. So we're ignoring last year's right. um, positional ADP. Yeah. So get rid of last year's positional ADP. Okay. Um, and then get rid of, we don't want to analyze this year's positional ADP. We want to analyze this year's points per game. This is super okay. interesting. Let's do this year's point, points per game. Let's do hits in the next three years and warp in the next three years. So we're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna leave the market value out of this first, and then we're gonna add it back in and see if, if there's actually signal to it. So this, is, um, so this is basically, if you were to just to think about the fundamentals, right? Just what do we know about like the on the paper numbers about the player? Draft round and where he went last year. And again, this, the comps must match an experience, right? So we're looking at guys that are in year three of their career, right? So that's where we where we sit with these guys they're pretty similar so go yeah. ahead carla um yeah so let's look at the comparisons let's look at the the averages so we've got oh why have you put prior oh you have to put current uh, current points per game so in the in the analyzed stats where it says uh, prior season oh. points per game we want this year's points per game so we're, now we're doing a forward-looking study. Yep, there we go. Okay, so if we go down, let's see if our comparisons are actually decent. So average NFL draft round 1.4, that's decent. We've got a few extra first-rounders in this study. And average points per game, 15.25. Josh Jacobs was 15.68. This is for last year. So if we just look at that profile, moving forwards, on average, these players hit two out of the next three years. Great. Pretty good. These players have 2.67 wins over replacement over the next three years. Pretty good. And their points per game this year, 15.14. So same as last year. All great. Also, Josh Jacobs was a top eight running back last year with those points per game. So we're happy with all of that stuff. But what if we add into the comparison statistics? We already know that Josh Jacobs is historically cheap. So what if we add this year's ADP? into the comparison stats and find other running backs that were similarly discounted and see what that does to future production. So again, this is position.adp. This is positional mm -hmm. ADP we're looking for. Okay, so now we're looking at players that are as cheap as him. This is super interesting. So when you now look for the discounted players, now it's important to note the average points per game for last season went down to 12.7. This is because now we're trying to force cheaper players into the sample. And usually the cheaper players didn't have as good of a performance as Josh, Josh Jacobs did last, last season. So he vastly outperformed these comps in terms of points per game last season. But if you see what happens to future production, now we went from two out of the next three years hitting to an average of one out of the next three years hitting. We went from over two wins over replacement to 1.16. And we went from 15 points per game to 11.53. So that's where you've got to decide, right? As a dynasty player is like, he's going to fit into one of these two groups. Like, <laughs> I want to say personally, it's, it's all narrative, right? I want to say that it's more likely that he fits into the first group because there's a, there's a reason why, there's an irrational reason why he would be discounted. And that's Kenyon Drake. And if you look at Kenyon Drake's advanced statistics, I don't want to go into a whole Kenyon Drake thing, but it's like, <laughs> no, do it still. And he's not good at pass catching by right. any trick. He's just not good at pass catching. Like, so also the Raiders have proven with like, uh, oh God, what's his name? Who's the guy they drafted and literally cut in the off season? Lynn Bowden. Right. <laughs> They've proven that they're willing to invest in somebody and then just literally not use them. Right, like, traded them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, traded them at a loss. they're willing to right. cut bait. They're willing, <laughs> once they get them in, to be like, okay, we made a mistake. So I, I'm hoping that's what happens with Kenyon Drake. And then Josh Jacobs is just great. So 
Um, that's an that's an example of how you can test theories. Is the market predictive? You know. So yeah, I think I think we've covered like the use cases for this. I mean, I know people are going to think of new use cases, and that's mm -hmm. what's going to be fun. I'm really interested to see what people come up with. Um, and we're going to add more stats going down the line, right? More advanced metrics so that we can we can hopefully strike some gold, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I've got, you know, I could, I'm, I'm going to have to allot myself. It's good that we've got like a month before the season too, because like we can, I can, it's scary how much stuff that we could actually probably go down the line of. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm running all of my highest share, like, <laughs> through this. I'm right. like, am I missing something here? Like, I'm yeah. literally going through ADP and I'm doing basic, I'm doing like basic like comparisons, but I'm just going like, usually, you know, just making sure where am I on the age curve? Like, is this guy ever going to be more valuable than he is now? Like a lot of, a lot of things have surprised me. I.e., like the Justin Jefferson thing that I mentioned to you offline earlier when I said you would think that he's going to, he can only go down in value. It's not right. true. Like, as a 50 can we do it? Can we do it? Just because it's amazing. It's outrageous, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's see Justin Jefferson. Um, and I, I actually, as we were thinking about this, I, I actually had some more ideas. So I'm gonna. It's gonna be a late night here in the McNamara household. Uh, I got to get my whoop recovery score. So um, we'll do. We'll do. We got experience. So we're looking at all second year wide receivers. We're looking at first round draft capital. We're looking at their prior season points per game. We're looking at the positional ADP. Let's add yards per route run in the comparison stats too. Just okay, so it is worth noting that we do have some advanced stats in here, and there's going to be more. So I just this is a good idea to uh, actually put some of this stuff in here. Um, so we've got uh, just to run down sort of what we have that you can search for. Um, so you can search for why um, uh, Y one finish, which is B this year in terms of where they finish uh, in the position. Next year would be Y two. Um, you know, why one hit, did they hit or not? And that's just, um, you know, why one through two, three, four, five, right? That's if they hit in those five years, how many times did they hit? Um, if they had a hit entering this year, which is interesting in terms of when you look at, um, some of the receivers and stuff, that's a place you could sort for it. You're looking for warp over the next, any of the next five year options, um, draft pick. You can use pick instead of, uh, round, mm -hmm. um, Prior season, positional ADP, we already talked about that. Positional ADP over the next five years. Um, prior season finish, where they finished. Um, and some of the stuff that, like the some of the geeky stuff and some of the, you know, second and third order things of, of this particular tool, um, as I'm sitting here, like, yee, like Mr. Burns talking. Um, this is where I think it gets really, really exciting because you get prior season target share. Right? That'll tell you how much of um, a player's, how much of the offense that they were targeted as a, as a receiver. These are specific receiver stats. Um, and then you get prior season yards per route run, which is great in terms of being able to look at it and saying, Hey, what's this person in terms of their yards per route run where they, you know, if, if we think that they're pretty good, like how do those guys look out if they're bad, you know, how do, how do those guys look out? What sort of signal is in there too? Um, and then, you know, you, that'll be better for the pass catching, you know, some of the more volume, catching stuff with running backs, you might not necessarily have great comps there, but the receiver for sure. Um, okay, so I bogarted all your I time. Say, um, like one of the, one of the uh, use cases for the target share is you get a lot of like, oh man, Nick Chubb is great. Yeah, but he doesn't catch passes. Okay, well, let's use last year's target share yeah. to group together and let's group him with other running backs that don't catch targets. Oh, okay, wait, like the wins over replacement over the next three years is still strong. You know, things like that. Also, I, I gave you that Eckler example where I have that theory that if you're even though he's old, so like the warp falls off at his age, for especially if you're looking at three or four years down the line. Well, what if we put in his target percentage as well? So we're only putting in pass catching backs because there's that that mantra that the pass catching backs have more longevity. You can you can test all of those things with that. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's put Yards per route run on on on. Let's just like give him all the stuff that he just crushed. We'll do target share too. Do uh, last year's target share. Oh, I got to do. Uh, sorry, I put wide per route run. So prior season yards per route run. Yeah, prior, so prior sure season to, yards per route. Make sure run. I use my own tool right here. So 
Um, I mean, it's okay. still new, right? We're still, we're still getting into it. And yeah. It's prior season target share too. Okay. This is going to be a... Uh... We're just going to get elite of elite people in their rookie season, basically. Yeah. Okay. So this is, so again, so, right, so we're showing all the results here. Prior season target share, 20, you know, it's in a decimal, but that's a, it's a percentage. So it's 25.91. Um, there is the, is the, the target share. Um, and so the results, I mean, how about this for a set of comps? <laughs> 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 hall of famer hall of famer hall of famer <laughs> like look at the look at the warps it's like averages there down the bottom like it's right just, yeah it's, it's outrageous it's incredible um okay so here we go so the cop averages so they average on average it's two hits um 1.87 warp over the next three years which for receivers just with a for a receiver that's fantastic incredible um and then for uh uh points per game 14.7 i mean man just really robust yeah. um you you had something too here um and actually he he outperformed them in terms of he's actually more valuable than them now yeah. he actually outperformed them yeah, he, in points he, per game he doesn't have comps like he's more right. val- he's more valuable he's way more yards per route run than the average he even had a higher target share like he just cr- like crushes like He's in a good group and he's elite in in that group. So like yeah. I'm really worried. I'm on this I'm on the side of like if you ever have a player that's that valuable, just sell them. But if you add um to the to the actual statistics that we want to average, if you add improved value season one, I'm pretty sure it's it's or if you even just look. You you um you told me this uh on the phone this today and I almost I almost swerved off the road because I was on the phone. I was using hands free device. Don't don't um, put it there, put it in the in the um oh, I'm sorry. Yep. stats. But yep. so I, I don't know if we're using the same combination of statistics. You put year one target share in uh comparison stats, just pop that one out. Year one target share. Oh, yep, there we go. Okay. So let's just see if what what percentage of players dropped in value? Yeah, so <laughs> basically he's a 50-50 to stay where he is. Like, at, and he's at wide receiver too. Like, right. And right. he's 50-50 to stay where he is. That right. is just like that's just outrageous. Like, Correct. Yeah, it's uh it's just incredible. You know, it's just uh, you sort of look at what um you know, and then we can actually look too. We want to analyze the stat, we want to look for um we want to look for ADP, right? So we're mm-hmm. looking for, let's check out what, you know, all right, let's see what um, positional ADP that'd be year. Next year would be year two, right, Carla? Right. Okay. So well, it's going to be lower ADP. than his ADP, but you've got to remember the sample have lower this year's ADP, if that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. So on average, they're 11.6. So just think about that, that, and you look at some of the guys too, um, you know, they, they don't even compare like that's, we sort of talked about how they can be so far. Like, look how far apart he is in terms of yards per route run. That's incredible. And then you, so, so you're picking up some guys that are, you know, not quite even in the neighborhood, let alone, you know, they might even, might not even be in the city, let alone the same neighborhood. That's the problem with the, the engine is it, it's, it, it literally comes up with a numerical value for how close they are based on those statistics. And it's giving you the top 10, but I really need to set, a threshold limit to where it's like, if it's not within this amount, just don't even put them there. Because yeah. when you get players like this, you're just going to get weird, like outliers that match to them because, you know, there's just, there's no one else that, that is, that is as close. Like, Yeah. So as just so when we're reading this, it, we're reading it from top down. So it's AJ Green, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Mike, Michael Thomas. Those are the top five guys. Are those the top five closest ones? Do that they sort correct. of rank? That is okay. correct. Actually, okay. I forgot, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, they are, it's literally top to bottom. So the closest comps are at the top. All right. It's interesting. The, um, I've always said that, um, that the Amari Cooper profile was a little overcooked young in his career. Um, I don't think it was now, now that I look at that, like this is like the cops that he has into, right? Maybe he's a little bit low on the points per game scale, uh, but it's just crazy. Like the, the, the strata that he was in such a strange career arc. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, I have some additional thoughts that I'm going to have to share with you offline in terms of future stats that we can put in. Cause I have some ideas for this that are going to be, 
I think it's going to be controversial, Carlo, because I um, I spot some outliers that we can definitely find that are very popular in the analyst dynasty community that are going to regress. I'll just say that. I'm looking at you, Mr. AJ Brown. So, um, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, so you can find it. We will have the the actual address to as we are recording this. My link is actually not accessible, so I'm not going to read it to you. Um, you like if if you know this isn't live. I'm recording this a couple of days in advance of when it's going to be released, but it's not technically live. Um, so you, I'm not going to give you the the URL specifically. I'll put it in the show notes that way you can see it and click on it and, and go ahead and uh, and take a peek. See. So um, so Carlo, any any last thoughts that you had? No, I mean if anyone listened this far into it, like without just running to their computer and jumping on it, I'll, I'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean everything that we just spent doing for the last hour, it's like, dude, I, you could have you could have done a lot more yourself and just you spend days on this, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think definitely the the use cases, um, in particular, like the guys that really change in value, right? Narratives, so easy to testable here. Um, it's a place you might want to look for guys that are that you have a lot of. Right. Like, or you just, they look weird, right? Like, why is this person going here? Like, you know, or you see these narratives, right? I think the narrative testing and that's, you know, if I, if I could go back and do analytics dynasty over again, I'd probably make it dynasty Mythbusters would probably be the name of it. Um, but you can sort of go in and look at this stuff, right? Is it a lot of times the stuff that we hear is just BS, right? Is that true? Like you are empowered to go find those things now. And that's really the, the value of this that I think, you know, it's, it's really valuable. The closest comp for, for Justin Jefferson, the three closest comps are probably going to be Hall of Famers, right? Um, we'll see with AJ Green, Mike Evans, and Julio are on first ballot tracks at this particular point in their career. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's incredible, right? That is that's the level of what you're dealing with. So, um, and those are the closest ones to him. So, I think it's really I think it's really valuable. Um, and you know, and we'll, yeah, we'll be we're, we're working from the player forwards as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. this isn't a bad player on this list, but we started with the player. We didn't go to the good players first. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. use confirmation bias. We didn't go to good players and say, "Oh, like Justin Jefferson's similar to all of these," but maybe some bad players are included in those comps too. They're just not though. Right? They're just not. Right. Eddie Royals. The Eddie Royals probably the worst one. Right. But if you look, he's like the numbers aren't close. Right. Like, it, yeah. it, if if we had the Euclidean distance actual statistic up there, which would mean nothing to anybody, <laughs> I can guarantee you there'd be a big drop off at at some point around that six or seven mark. So um, yeah, I've got to build something in for that too. When there's a big gap, maybe I'll just cut it right there. But. But, also, but you know what's interesting, like when you look at this list is I'm sort of going back through this and sort of hearkening back, like it's been essentially, has your career been shortened by injury or seriously impacted by injury? Um, Crabtree got, ba- you know, Crabtree was hurt on and off early in his career. Sammy Watkins with the foot stuff and then it never really got back on track. Odell Beckham Jr., a lot of his stuff didn't really get back on track. I think Eddie Royal was hurt too, if memory serves. You know, Dez's career fell off. We'll see with Michael Thomas, but like that's the strata. Like it's been basically, have you, have you been like injured? <laughs> like, and and that's just an incredible, yeah. incredible they, thing. They didn't just they didn't just have an amazing first season and then turn around. They just weren't good anymore. Like, right? None of them just they just didn't like no reason. They just showed up to camp and they just weren't as good. Like that just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But I mean, also uh, one like cautionary note I want to say. I mean, the comps are only as good as the statistics you put in, right? So if you put garbage statistics in there, you're going to find weird comps. Like, I mean, people do it on Twitter all the time. It's like, these are all the people that, you know, caught a ball with their left hand and they will also have blue eyes, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So you can find a compare, you find comparisons based on any statistic you want. But if those statistics aren't like causal or like actual measurements of, of quality, like yards per route run and things like that, um, points per game, target share. We all know that they're they're skill statistics, right? They're not luck. So right. um, that's one cautionary tale. I'll I'll, I'll say, it junk in, junk out. You know, good stuff in, good stuff out. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're better because I would have a different word for the junk. So, um, and again, <laughs> so one of the things like we will have more 
advanced stats coming out in this, which is really exciting. Um, you know, and and we'll we'll have all of those things so you can look at. I think really the big thing now is like the finishes, sort of the arcs, right? That's the really the valuable stuff. The other thing too, I would note that you know you can test this on your own. We won't go super into it, but I think one thing that we've we've sort of found with this, it looks like that market value is actually more predictive, um, and it's really predictive of kind of like future market value. So once you sort of get like you you mentioned something to me earlier, which is when you get a guy who's falling in price you it's really not a rehab of value project mm-hmm. you're really trying to rehab their production yeah. and you're probably losing on the market value side like yeah. you kind of got to know that's the bet which i think is interesting you'll see those trends pop up but that's that's a theory we've kind of been operating on and it really does show up again here sure so that'll pretty much do it. Again, if you have listened to this and gotten through an hour and six minutes of this podcast form, the link will be in your show notes. So go ahead and take a look at that. Um, if you have watched this on YouTube, um, the link to the the actual tool will be available um, in in there. So go ahead. Um, we'll take, you know, and actually we're going to probably at some point here do a, do like a free preview. So you won't necessarily need to be a subscriber to use this subscribers will have access to it and can use it. Um, but it will probably make it a promotional thing. So if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and check out the link and, um, you'll get some, some opportunity here, probably in like the first week of August to, to go through, look at it a little bit, use it and, um, and see what you like. So that'll pretty much do it for this uh, this special uh, edition, special episode, special show. Um, I'm your host, Jordan McNamara. Thanks so much for joining us. And thanks for Carlo for coming on and, and um, participating with me in this fun endeavor that we're on. And that'll do it. Until next time, continue embracing the variants. And we're going to talk again real soon.